Hello all, uh, my name is Ethan Logan, um, part of the Oklahoma State University, uh, majoring in a uh, agribusiness with a farm and ranch management option. Um, today I'm going to uh, just give you a, a brief overview of uh, some invasive plants, uh, different species, common species that we see here in Oklahoma, and um, just how that affects the overall uh, process of agriculture. So to start, um, I have some information that's from the, uh, the U.S. Forest Service. Um, so they describe an invasive plant species um, that is a, a non-native um, to the, uh, the present ecosystem and um, whose presence um, or introduction, as they call it, to this ecosystem can cause uh, environmental harm or even harm to human health. So just some uh, issues that we have with uh, invasive plants, why they can be a big deal is um, they produce um, very large quantities of seed. So they can, uh, they can spread in great numbers. Um, they grow very well on uh, disturbed soil. So an example would be, um, Maybe you have a, a section that you run cows on. Um, they're going around, they're trampling, you know, the soil, disturbing the soil. So that's going to create issues with uh, invasive plants being able to thrive on that soil. Um, also, they are distributed by different things like, uh, like, like birds that maybe pick up seeds and then drop seeds um, in a, a different location from where they picked it up. Um, can even be spread by us. Maybe uh, an example would be maybe you have some some seeds from you were uh, at a one farm, for example. Um, maybe they have some invasive species um, that you don't really see on a uh, another farm that you're uh, you're spending some time on. And so, if you're at this farm that has this this invasive species, um, it can be something as simple as um, maybe some seeds get attached to your uh, the your pants, you know, the pant leg, and maybe you track them over to this other uh, location that you're going to. So just kind of some common examples of uh, how they get spread, um, why they're an issue. Um, they impact, they can be a big deal in agriculture because they can impact um, the growth of all of the uh, the good, good plants, you know, that uh, are trying to be produced, whether that be um, anything like wheat, uh, corn, soybeans, um, plants that are harvested for uh, grain production um, can even have impacts on um, just, uh, you know, native grasslands that uh, um, somebody runs their cattle on um, can affect those too. Um, it just, it can affect the, uh, the quality of those lands themselves, not just the, you know, the, the, local native plants that are growing on there um, can also degrade uh, wildlife habitat. And um, so those are kind of some examples of why they are an issue. Um, some common uh, invasive species that we have here in Oklahoma that I'm sure most everyone has seen is the, uh, the Eastern red cedar, the bull thistle and Johnson grass. Um, the red cedar, they uh, they they spread very very easily. They used to not be 
um, quite as big of a deal several years ago, but now with uh, um, us trying to control um, the spread of fires, that also affected um, the spread of this this tree. Um, and they also grow very well in various different types of soil. Um, and if you spend any time out in uh, the western portion of Oklahoma, um, you'll you'll kind of get a a feeling for the soil out there and figure out that it's very very dry and uh, is also a very red soil. And the uh, the cedars cedars out there, the red cedar um, thrives in the uh, the grasslands of western Oklahoma a lot more than much of the uh, the other other trees that are out there, you know, oaks or elms, um, different species. So cedars, um, create issues out there. They also use a lot of water to, I don't remember how many, how many exact gallons that they consume per day. Um, but it's a, it's a very sizable number. So, um, obviously that's going to affect the, uh, production of, um, the native species of plants, um, wherever the cedars are mixed in with. The bull thistle, um, it's very common in Oklahoma as well. Typically, you'll see a lot of it um, just on, you know, native grasslands where people run cows. Um, you'll usually see several pop up before people get a chance to deal with them. Um, they uh, have no nutritional value and... Um, they they can kind of overrun um, other other native native grasses that um, maybe are being used for forage. Um, they do have some some sharp spines or stickers on them, so wildlife and uh, um, wildlife and uh, other animals that are being used for agricultural production um, typically do not like them for that reason. So they usually try to avoid them. Um, but you know, we'll, like we discussed earlier, they can be a, you know, one of the issues with why they get, they get spread so easily. Um, next one is Johnson grass and, um, very common one here in Oklahoma. Um, you'll see it, uh, you can see it in some native grassland. You can see it mixed in with people's crops that they harvest. Um, this grass goes very, grows very, very rapidly. Um, it's difficult to control if it gets out of hand. Um, it gets spread very easily because it typically has a, uh, you know, produces a very large number of seeds that um, can get spread by the wind. Um, when they get trampled, um, they can also live in uh, soil for several years after getting trampled in and survive, survive the uh, decomposition process. Um, so that's why they are an issue. Um, so those are just some common examples that we have here in Oklahoma. Some uh, methods used for controlling these invasive species. According, this is information from the uh, USDA National Invasive Species Information Center. They list three main methods. Um, first one is biological control. Second one is mechanical control, and then chemical control is the uh, the third one. So um, obviously, chemical is going to be the use of uh, herbicides. You know that you'll see farmers or um, ranchers spraying on their land um, just to help try to control some of these invasive species they may deal with. Mechanical control um, is just um, 
whether that be just weeding by hand, pulling out, you know, these plants by hand, um, cultivation, plowing, disking, um, are some common examples of that. Mowing even is another one that's listed under the mechanical control, um, list, um, and biological control, not a super popular option. Um, basically that, um, essentially what that is, is mixing, um, two, uh, species that would be considered natural enemies um, for the purpose of controlling an invasive species. Actually, a common example of that that was used here in Stillwater um, in several locations, usually around some of the uh, the drainage drainage ditch areas in town. Um, they The city used um, a few goats and they would pin them in this area that was kind of getting overrun by invasive species and used the goats as a, uh, a biological control method to um, help uh, deal with some of these invasive species, get them broke down and, uh, you know, just, uh, just mowed down essentially to a controllable level. So that is an example of uh, biological control. Um, so that um, kind of sums up the, uh, the segment of invasive species. Um, Glad I got to share some of the information that I was able to locate for you guys. Um, and we will look forward to uh, having you guys listen to uh, other segments of our podcast. Thank you.